Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the We're Gonna Make It podcast show. The series designed to give you the quickest and the most comprehensive dive into emerging tech in just under 15 minutes. I'm your host Harshdeep and today we'll be discussing the world of large language models or LLMs. Since their introduction back in 2007, large language models have tracked a fascinating evolutionary curve. In November 2023, ChatGPT recorded over 2.2 billion visits per month and Meta rolled out four versions of Llama 2 free for commercial use. But before we unravel these models, let's begin by examining how they come about through pre-training. This is effectively a tutorial stage. The model learns to generate text data and complete documents by predicting forthcoming words. Researchers expose the model to an expansive dataset usually made up of trillions of low-quality, unsupervised and unstructured words, and then they use tokenized text into collection of integers. The model thinks, it analyzes and discerns patterns between these words, storing these patterns as weights. With each iteration of learning, refining and receiving feedback, the model nudges a bit closer to making accurate predictions. This process primarily involves continuous modifications to weight optimization. While models like GPT, Llama, Palm are typical general language domain pre-trained models, there are also domain-specific pre-trained models which are exposed to more specialized textual context during pre-training. An example of such is BioGPT, which deals with biomedical textual data. Now, while this sounds impressive, the process does present some challenges. It requires a massive investment not only in time but also with respect to economic resources, computing power and memory capacity. This brings us to the question, how does computer hardware support AI training workflows? Well, essentially by distributing sparse matrix multiplications across thousands of GPUs following a compute exchange reduce cycle. I know, that's that's quite a lot. But you see the more GPUs we deploy the more complex and expensive things get. And speaking of computational power let me paint a picture here. If we took GPT-3 as an example training its 175 billion versions require a massive amount of calculation. If we were to employ Nvidia A100 which is one of the finest GPUs available that can perform around 312 teraflops per second it would still take a single gpu 3 decades to train gpt3 and that is a lot of time you'd be surprised to know that it took openai 34 days to train gpt3 while meta needed 21 days for llama part of this delay can be attributed to the gpu shortage and the communication loss from using too many gpus plus given the enormous size of weight tensors for these models memory constraints make things even trickier But don't worry that's where fine tuning steps in to make things a little bit smoother once the base model graduates from pre training it is then fine tuned to achieve specified outcomes or to ready it for specific tasks the beauty of fine tuning is that it saves both time and costs because developers don't have to train the model from scratch and there are different strategies for fine tuning based on the application type whether you want an unsupervised adjustment for one domain source to a target domain or desire a more structured approach using question and answer pairs for human preferred generation it's crucial to note that there are circumstances where fine tuning might not suffice and you may need to build things from scratch say if the pre-trained model tasks are entirely unrelated or if it's not generic in the first place 
As fascinating as all these might sound, they all involve a potent cocktail of technical jargon and computational requirements which might seem intimidating or even daunting to some of us mere mortals out here. Now let's turn our attention to the reinforcement learning from human feedback or LRHF, which is a targeted way of optimizing model performance even further. Imagine this as a dynamic interaction between a human agent and the environment. The RLHF process begins by creating a reward model which involves a human annotator ranking and rating different model outputs. This is injecting a human touch to shape the model behavior even better. Through repeated cycles of interactions and feedbacks, LLMs improve based on these reward signals. And finally moving on, we look into how these models are made usable for customers. This process insists of deciding what kind of environment the model will perform in, on-premise or cloud-based, with a consideration of potential latency for user response, hosting costs, and even execution of safe deployments to minimize harm and biases. But the process doesn't end here. Continuous evaluation and monitoring of these models are crucial to optimize their performance. An essential part of this monitoring is fairness. We must condition our LLMs to avoid unfair biases inherent in datasets or those they might have learned during the training itself. Some companies operate as evaluators who proactively scan for potential setbacks in your models, detecting dungeon mines or determining how much drift your model can endure through feature changes. Finally, we arrive at the least spoken about but most critical aspect, the vulnerability of these models. Yes, our state-of-the-art models are vulnerable. They could potentially harbor unsafe information, they could be coerced into giving unintended responses, sometimes even dangerous ones. So to minimize these risks, one possible approach involves exposing the LLMs to unsafe content during the training itself. That way, they learn to detect what's safe and what's not safe, even when presented with unwanted prompts. And the good news is that developers around the globe are joining forces to pledge a safer AI future, with multiple leading companies already committing to a safe, transparent, and secure AI development. Alright, we've spent a good while mulling over the complexities of the transformation that's happening in the realm of generative models like GPT-4 and Llama 2. Now, let's dive a little bit deeper into the essential factor that AI practitioners have to take into account when integrating these applications into their operations. I'm talking about the costs here, the nitty-gritty financial side of the equation. So here are your options as far as developing an LLM application goes. There's what we could call the API access solution, where you could use closed source models like GPT-4 via API access. And then there are on-premise solutions where you construct a model based on an open-source backbone hosted within your own IT's infrastructure. So you're thinking, what's the best choice here, right? Well, it depends on several factors which typically fall into three categories. The project setup and the inference cost, the maintenance cost, and other costs associated. Let's take up the setting up and inference part. Now for the API access solution, the pricing varies according to the provider. For instance, OpenAI and Cohere have different pricing metrics depending on the specific use cases and model selection. For each request, your expense is calculated based on the total input tokens, which is the cost of input, and generated output tokens, which is the cost of output. But with an on-premise solution, hosting an open source model can pose a challenge because of the enormous size of model parameters. 
Hence, your initial setup cost primarily involves expenditure relating to establishing an IT infrastructure capable of hosting the model in the first place. Now, let's move on to maintaining the machine itself. Once you've got your application up and running, staying operational is where maintenance cost comes in. Now, we all know that change is the only constant in life. This saying also extends to the data distribution here. When changes occur, one needs to fine-tune their model using new datasets, and this is where maintenance costs come up. API access solution providers offer a fine-tuning service included in their pricing itself, which covers the data upload, model training, and the deployment of freshly trained models. On the other hand, fine-tuning open-source model takes resources and usually involves hiring an IT infrastructure that can retrain the model language. Now, looking at the other costs which are associated, we can't forget about the environmental factors and the human expertise either. Deep learning models are growing larger, and they are packing a most significant environmental footprint because of that. Then there's the human side of things, having a well-equipped team to handle the knowledge base and the skills needed to dealing with this technology, which is absolutely essential. So how do these sectors factor into the cost of LLM applications? Well, to illustrate this, let's pose an example scenario. Let's say we're building an API for a chatbot application using the LLM technology. On average, we have about 50 chat discussions per day, each discussion containing about a thousand words. Calculating our total token use per day, we get roughly about 37,500 tokens accordingly. Now, if we were to consider using GPT-3 at a rate of $0.02 per token, this clocks it around $0.75 per day or $270 per year. If our chat volume were to escalate by a factor of X, then our cost would also increase linearly by a factor of X. But let's flip the coin now. Looking at an on-premise solution under similar circumstances would require us to assign a larger IT resource team as demand grows over a period of time to maintain optimal latency. What's striking here is you realize there's a threshold point where using something like a chat GPT is cost-effective compared to deploying open-source LLMs onto AWS or similar platforms when your request volume is not high and remains below the break-even point. So, as we wrap up, remember the cost structure in AI is just as volatile as the tech behind it. These scenarios are approximations and there can be many more factors at play when running LLM initiatives in a real-life scenario. And finally, yes, there are strategies to pull back costs, especially when wrestling with massive collections of queries and texts. Techniques like frugal GPT or the adoption of quantized models stand out prominently among them. But we'll cover these maybe in a later episode. So in short, there are a myriad of factors to consider when establishing an LLM project. From hosting the model and dealing with the maintenance, to considering the environmental factors and human expertise. And we do hope that this episode has given you the necessary insights to make the best choice for your business. So concluding the show, we've traversed the peaks and valleys of pre-training, fine-tuning, reinforcement learning and governance. We've danced with transformers like GPT-4 and Llama 2. And we've wrestled with the meaty questions of costs, setup, inference, maintenance, as well as the environmental issues and the also-human factor. From AWS to OpenAI, from on-premise solutions to API access. There's so much choice today. 
But knowing how to steer clear of pitfalls packed with escalating linear costs and carbon footprints could mean all the difference between a cool idea and a powerhouse operation. It's crystal clear that the advances in LLMs are nothing short of revolutionary. So whether you're an AI practitioner picking your way through fresh projects or simply an enthusiast awed by the wave of transformation ushered in by chatbots and prediction engines alike. Remember, although scales may tip one day for open source and lead towards API on another, our success always lies in sidestepping by being in the know-how. And speaking of success, that's where you all come in. Your support fuels us here at WGMI, so don't downplay how vital your role is. Show us some love by following the show, liking this episode, and sharing it far and wide. Help our knowledge-filled bite-sized tech universe to keep growing. Together, let's uncover more intricate codes, dive deeper into tech specifics, and spread understanding about these game-changing technologies. After all, like I always say, we are going to make it. Goodbye.